Welcome to the Juiciest Bits. I'm Mandy Elliott, soon to be joined by Charlie Barber. And today we're going to talk about uh, Celine Siama's 2019 film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, we're very excited to talk about this um, because it is just a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Um, just a heads up, there is a casual mention, maybe a little more than a casual mention of uh, suicide in this film. We tend to... <laughs> I don't know why we pick so many films that that deal with suicide, but it's a very real part of our lives. Um, so just a heads up, there is a brief moment where we refer to it, um, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't come up again. So um, so take care if that's going to be a problem for you. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, in this episode we talk about queer cinema. We talk about um, the the sort of theory behind gazing at at um, action as a spectator and uh, we say a lot of funny things too well Charlie does anyway uh, so sit back relax and enjoy the juiciest bits talking about portrait of a lady on fire well all right for the the worst time <laughs> I'm Charlie. I'm Mandy. And this is The The Juiciest Juiciest Bits Podcast. And today, today, (laughs) we're... Oh, you want me to... You want me to uh, anticipate what you're saying? We're going to talk about portrait of a lady on fire, the movie... I, I cannot read your mind. Oh, well, there goes our improv tour. <laughs> I hate improv. I have always hated improv. <laughs> all right, all right. I was starting the next sentence, don't, don't so we could drag just keep me into going. Your... All right, yeah, circle of hell. <laughs> um. So yes, we were talking about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly the best lesbian period drama, or LPD. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've ever seen, and I've seen a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I trust your judgment. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. So obviously, I have a lot of opinions about lesbians in general, <laughs> and lesbian period dramas in particular. Mm. Um, and this this is the best. But also, before we get into that, um, I want to say how grateful I am to you for letting <laughs> us watch an actual good movie today. Oh. Well, you know, I I thought I would uh, let it happen today, <laughs> just just as a treat. Yeah, I'll allow it today. Uh, I'm Can just... I just remind you that you're the one who chose Face Off? Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, I had hoped you had forgotten. I thought it was a I thought it was a collective choice. I mean, <clears throat> perhaps, but mostly it was you. Well you then. suggested it. Well then. All right. <laughs> uh, either uh, we, who is to say what Who's what happened in say? history? <laughs> Neither of us are historians, so <laughs> um hopefully this this movie will will erase all the m- misdeeds of the past. <laughs> or just demonstrate that we have breadth. Yes, also yeah. that. Yeah. 
Ugh. Because this movie is so good. It's so good. It's really, really <sighs> lovely. And it's like, oh man, such a like visual feast. Mm-hmm. I forgot how beautiful it is. Because yeah. in my memory, I was like, oh, they're like in France and it's chilly and there are rocky cliffs and there are waves and stuff. So I was remembering <laughs> it being really cold looking. Right. And then re- realized that it's actually just like really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And everything looks like velvet. Yeah. And when they're inside, like, oh my god, I just like wanted to <laughs> punch myself in the face. It was so beautiful. <sighs> yeah. So, okay. Down to business. You're a lesbian. <laughs> I'm a lesbian. We're all lesbians. We're all today. lesbians here. Um, let's talk LPDs for a hot sec. Okay. Have you seen any other LPDs? Yes. So I can't find the movie I was thinking of, but I've been reminded of many other mm. lesbian forward movies that I've seen. <laughs> I mean, I have been called out for calling almost anything a lesbian movie. <laughs> so I think you'll have to define you, lesbian you forward. You see things that, that uh, I see things other that people most, don't yeah. see. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm reminded of Booksmart. Which is... Oh, I wouldn't say that's a lesbian forward movie. That's a lesbian it's movie. It's a lesbian movie. Yeah. yeah. A lesbian well, forward I movie is Die to... Hard. Yes. Okay. Fair. So we have, to, we have to define our terms here. So I was thinking lesbian forward just as a... Like... Ladies to the front? To the front? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's like an, a movie that, that has lesbian romance in it. Okay. All right. So, but yes, you're right. <laughs> Booksmart, the protagonist... Yes, it is a lesbian movie. Um, the kids are all right as a lesbian movie, but it's not very good. Mm. Um, what else did I find here? But these aren't period dramas. They're not period dramas. Um, the one period drama I'm trying to think of, I can't remember what it's called. Is it um, Ammonite? Still haven't seen it on principle because Kate not. Winslet talked about um, going down on what's her face, like eating a sandwich. And I was like, no, oh, thank you. This, I protest this. Like, sounds yeah. uncomfortable. Sounds not great. <laughs> Poor Saoirse Ronan. Poor Just Sir- getting nibbled at. <laughs> oh, The Favorite. The Favorite's a good the lesbian favorite movie. The Favorite is a great lesbian oh, movie. I love The Favorite. Um, full of absolute bonkers shit. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's true. Um, I have not seen The Handmaiden. <gasps> which I know, I know, I'm embarrassed I mean, actually, I think The Handmaiden might be the best LPD. Ooh. The Handmaiden is so, so good. Okay, I will it watch is, it. It is, yeah, like, I cannot say enough about it. It is approximately three hours long, but worth mm. every moment. Okay, okay. Highly it's, recommend The, the Handmaiden. Three hours is prohibitive, but... Uh, well, it might, it might be shorter than that. I tend to exaggerate anything that's longer than, like, an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> it it all feels like three hours, hours long. It is eight hours. 28 hours long. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Handmaiden is super great. Um, and a much better improvement on, on Fingersmith, which is the same source material oh. by Sarah Waters. Hmm. Um, Yeah. It, I just, like, can't say enough about The Handmaiden. It's, like, so smart, so sexy, so good, so funny. Nice. Um, such a satisfying twist at the end. Um, does all the right things. Hmm. One, Highly recommend. One that I also recommend is a German film from the 90s called Aime and Jaguar. <gasps> also very good. Very good. It's a World very War II sexy. drama. 
um, between an, a German woman, well, two German women, but one is Jewish. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's very sexy, very beautiful, very full of ennui. Love it. Naturally. Yeah, love it. Well, I have, I have a few hallmarks of LPDs. Okay, to, okay. To, to run through. So this is my impression of an LPD. Okay. There's always um, several sad, hot women. And they're always high femme, because butches were not invented until the 1980s. Right, sure. Um, no one is ever having fun. Right. And I blame this partially on the lack of butches and not on patriarchy. <laughs> um, just a, just a just dearth a, of, a dearth of butches. butches. Um, and like, oh my god, especially sex. Like, sex is urgent, but also miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's, no one's having a great time ever, even when they should be. Um, there's lots of long, windy walks on unappealing beaches, in the rain, preferably. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are dressed like Puritans, even if it doesn't make sense for the time and place. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there's no nudity except for one explicit sex scene that comes out of nowhere. Yes. Yep. Um, and then also said sex scenes must happen somewhere improbable and uncomfortable. Um, and often very cold Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um and then kind of like the biggest hallmark of an lpd i think is that their primary mode of communication is staring really intensely at someone and then walking away furtively when they're addressed oh yes okay so so no no um verbal communication almost ever just like lots of long stares (laughs) um sometimes there's an angry hot young husband and sometimes there's a kinder but ugly ho- a husband who's also old. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, lesbians are also somehow dour but also fluttery. So they're like re- like real grumps, but then they're like, <laughs> I mean, amazing. You spot on. <laughs> um, and then at least four people die from too much repressed emotion. <clears throat> uh, that repression will kill you. It's mm-hmm. true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One might be one of the husbands, but only the ugly one. The young, hot husband never dies because he's too hot. He's too hot. He has to find a non-lesbian. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then lesbians are killed by their own lesbianness. It's just, it's just a fact of life. It's true. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it is like the end of a line really, because Mm -hmm. obviously, yeah, lesbians are are completely unable to have children. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. It is the law. It so. is it is the absolute law of lesbianism. Mm-hmm. So, no kids for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so what are your what are your feelings in general about LPDs? I'm pro. Okay, good. That's the correct answer. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah, no, I I think I mean I don't have I've seen a handful of them for sure, and all of pretty much all of them, with the exception of the kids are all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have enjoyed. Mm. Um, and I think there's a certain amount of, um, well, I think it, it, I mean, what am I trying to say? I, I like the ways in which they tend to subvert patriarchal filmmaking. And I'm saying that in terms of, of oh, the, that's very interesting. The gaze. Okay. Right? Like, it's it's almost a reestablishment of the gaze, especially Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh-huh. Um, anything by Cheryl Dunye and 
um, like the watermelon woman is another really good example mm-hmm. um, where it's they're they're purposely trying to um, show show something from a woman's perspective, not a woman's perspective that has been assumed by a man. Yeah. So I like that about them. I like that they they often include um, thoughts and feelings and experiences of of romance and love that are often neglected mm-hmm. in in hetero romance movies. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's so interesting you say the say the the like alternate perspective because I think my beef with a lot of lesbian movies that I've seen and not specifically period dramas but in general has been feeling like oh this is so clearly like um a cishet perspective on mm. lesbianism um and I mean like Blue is the warmest color is like the like most egregious example of this, sure. where it's like, okay, this this dude was like clearly exploiting these two women. Um and and that perspective feels really, really gross. Um and I feel like that that's kind of like a rarity like to see not not that <laughs> it's rare to see not that happen. Mm. Um but maybe we've seen it for once. But so that I was just gonna say, like this this one feeling like, okay, it is a movie about lesbians directed by a lesbian, mm-hmm. and and you know containing women who are lesbians as actors, um, like felt very tangibly different to me. Yeah, and I I I definitely take your point, and I think. Yeah, especially this one, and yeah, I'm just thinking of Watermelon Woman. Mm, yeah, um, one like films about lesbian relationships made by lesbians, I think, yeah. are are going to be different. They're yeah. going to oh, feel yeah. different, and and I mean, I hate to use this word, but more authentic, mm-hmm. right? Because they know what they're talking about. Yeah, as opposed to men who make movies about lesbians and have no idea what they're talking about and think it's fine. Or even yeah, like queer, like 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 um, the director of of Ammonite is a gay man, mm-hmm. and you know like so they're like even <laughs> when you're still in that sort of like oh I'm like under the broadly queer umbrella, yeah. So yeah, mm. just just thoughts, thoughts and feelings. Yeah, well and I appreciate them because I know you've you've seen more than I have, and I'm always. Um, I'm on the lookout for the gays. You know? You're on the lookout I'm for the gays, lookout for and the I gays. appreciate that so much because I, I get a lot of good uh, recs from you. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, you have good taste. What can I say? And yes, Chris Pine is also a lesbian. <laughs> and yes, uh, Brad Pitt is also a lesbian. We're all yeah, yeah. Under the greater lesbian umbrella, there's room for everyone. <laughs> I hope that doesn't contradict what I just said, but I think it makes sense. May I do a summary? Please do a summary. Excellent. All right. So we start with an art class where the teacher, Marianne. Oh, no. Okay. How do you say um, the blonde lady's name? Eloise. Eloise. Okay. All right. (sighs) Thank you for saving me from having to say, like, Heloise or something. (laughs) I mean, 
<laughs> I'd be fine with Poloise. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Hi, I'm Poloise. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Somewhere, some Poloise is being just, like, <laughs> so angry, just, like, yeah. gritting their teeth. <laughs> All right, so we start with an art class where the teacher, Marianne, is both posing and giving a lesson on how to observe a subject. But she freezes up when she sees that an old painting of hers has been put on display by one of her students. She tells her students it's from a long time ago and that it's called, boom, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Title drop. And we don't need the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's a title (laughs) drop. Roll credits. Everyone goes home early. Um, But you know what? I'm like a little bit offended that the movie gave it up so fast. Like there was no struggle. I wanted to earn the title drop. I wanted to like have it happen. And then it's just like, here you go, willy nilly. (laughs) But there's no context for it okay all right just like yep there it is a portrait of a lady on fire that's like who's the lady why is she on fire what's this portrait it doesn't even look like much whatever all right yep she's far away she's far away all right anyways cut to marianne in a boat getting rowed ashore it is the aforementioned many years earlier and she looks exactly (laughs) the same amazing the light is nuts though and the water is nuts everything looks stunning Mm -hmm. like it looks like like like, this is filmed in the Mediterranean or something. Yeah. It's and it's, really like, beautiful. the Atlantic, right? I think France? so. We're, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's it's just so weird to think about the, like, how warm this movie looks and how mm. cold it actually is. Like, like that discrepancy is very mm. weird to me. Uh, anyway, everything is a sumptuous feast. After shenanigans that involve a box getting washed overboard... Marianne swimming in the ocean in a giant wool dress and then hiking up a cliff carrying said box and wearing aforementioned soaked dress <laughs> that must weigh like approximately 48 tons. <laughs> she, probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, it how would be heavy miserable. That, yeah. So cold and so heavy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and you'd smell like a wet sheep. Oh my, you'd, oh, you'd smell rank. Yeah, yeah. So eventually she arrives at a chilly-looking manor house. A maid lets her in and shows her to a storage room slash former ballroom slash harpsichord room that will also be her studio and bedroom. Love the multi-use space. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's definitely nothing creepy about sleeping in a strange house in a giant room that is full of draped items. That's true. Cozy. But the light is so good. The light is so good. Oh, no. Our girl Marianne makes herself at home by getting naked, drying off, and then going in search of a late-night snack. In the kitchen area, she hauls out a giant wedge of cheese and a loaf of bread and starts going to town. Um, and not since Olivia Coleman pounded that cake in the favorite have I felt so seen <laughs> so by really. an LPD. <laughs> the maid Sophie catches Marianne in the act, but is pretty cool about it since Marianne is at the house to paint the Countess's daughter. The portrait will be like a flirty pre betrothal gift to some dude in Milan. Um, and Tinder is terrible, but this sounds much worse, like logistically. <laughs> it does. Like, what happens if the painting is done and then shipped all the way across Europe and then he opens it up in Milan and then he's like, oh, mm, maybe not, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you swipe left in that situation? Send it back? Pretend you never got Send it? it be like, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably stop all communication and just pretend it never happened. I mean, he doesn't need her as much as she needs him. This is true. Money-wise. Money-wise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Just pretend. That's what I would do. All right. <laughs> just ghost someone. Just ghost. It's very easy when you're across it's Europe. so easy. 
And there's no internet. Probably happened all the time. Probably. Uh, and it further transpires that there was drama before because another painter was originally on the hook to deliver the goods, but because he wasn't a lesbian, he couldn't do it. So Marianne's the second choice, but luckily she is a lesbian, so everyone's relieved. Next morning, the Countess meets with Marianne and says that since her daughter, Eloise, is refusing to pose for her portrait, she's brought Marianne on to pretend to be her walking companion. <laughs> Which, in any other context, is code for, we're already fucking. <laughs> uh, That's what they call it these days. It's what they call it these days. This is my walking companion. My WC. <laughs> so she can maybe take her on beach walks and go out to parties and have cute windy dates and such, and then paint her from memory later on. Um, okay, and also, did this seem like a bonkers premise? Like, how, how insulting to show up for a job and then be told that, like, oh, no, it's actually so much more complicated than you knew. Yeah, and someone has already done this before, and it's ruined now. And, like, yeah. just think about the hours of work. The, the old painter's painting has been, there's just been paint slapped over the paint. So it's completely ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's, like, imagine just going through all of that work and all of the the significant attitude from your subject and then just having your work destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so fucked up. It's yeah. But I, apparently she needs the money or something and the prestige. I guess. Yeah. Also, she's a lesbian. Also that. And she's never backed down from an assignment. So Marianne says yes, uh, even though it sucks, and then starts going on long walks with Eloise and then painting frantically later on, trying to do it all from memory. Through the long walks, Marianne and Eloise get to chatting about nuns. Eloise lived her whole life in a nunnery, apparently, which is also like, yay. <laughs> um, and music. They both love Vivaldi, but only the summer movement of the Four Seasons, apparently. They keep playing it and then nothing else. <laughs> um, and then they become friends. So when Marianne has finished the portrait, she tells the Countess that she wants to show it to Eloise first. When Eloise sees the portrait, she's upset and is like, ah, that isn't me. Are you even a painter? Um, and she has a point, because how would you describe the portrait? It's, it's very... It's very generic. Like, y yeah. Yeah. Like, she looks like any, any old blonde wearing a green dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's still vague. I mean, it's still it's recognizable as a person and as, as that person, as Eloise. But it's, it's... Oh, my God. Like, it's not... What it's a cutting not, art critique. It's no, recognizable as a person. It's not a hack job. It's just there's no emotion to it. There's no heart in it. Which is, I think, Eloise's complaint as well. Standard issue person. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Um... So Eloise is upset that her new friend has painted her behind her back and also did such a bad job of it. Um, and Marianne is upset that the criticism is so harsh because honestly, our girl really did the decent, the best she could with like a terrible situation. And she fessed up too. And she fessed up. Yeah. So she smears the painting in a huff and tells the Countess that she'll try again. And the Countess is like, okay, luckily I have a quick five day, five day trip to take literally right now. <laughs> um, so you have until I get back to make it better. And now Eloise is on board, because this also means a short reprieve for her, too. So she offers to pose for Marianne, and everyone wins. This marks roughly the halfway point of mm -hmm. the movie. Um, and it's also the beginning of really intense, longing looks. As Marianne and Eloise spend the next hour just, like, essentially just staring at each other. 
Um, and the fact that Marianne is literally, like, looking at Eloise to paint her only makes it, like, a little bit less ridiculous because these girls are horny. <laughs> so while Dear Mama is away, the three women, uh, Eloise, Sophie the maid, and Marianne, all hang out, painting, posing, cooking, playing cards, and also going to a witchy bonfire party so Sophie can make an abortion appointment with an old lady. She's probably, like, 40, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, people look rough those days. Yeah. Uh, and then we once again encounter my uh, most hated party experience. People suddenly singing at parties. <laughs> Spontaneous oh. party singing strikes again. <laughs> Although that time it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's fine. Because it's all right. they also are not forcing anyone to join them. It's true. It's true. Um, and Marianne and Eloise are, are really into it because while these gals are all sing chanting, uh, they are declaring their love for each other through stairs across a bonfire. Mm -hmm. um, and then Eloise's dress catches on fire. The symbolism! <laughs> and this is the moment that's memorialized, memorialized in the painting in the opening scene. So we finally have the context. Although, there was an earlier scene where she accidentally, Marianne accidentally caught the previous painter's um, painting of Eloise on fire. Right. So we have, we have two ladies, two on, ladies fires. on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all of this is cool, but like, I would just like to say, I can't imagine being in the mood to declare undying love to someone while a bunch of weirdos are belting out four-part harmony next to the appetizer table. That is true. Um, but you know. It might also be say? the best time because they're all distracted. Maybe. Who knows? But I would just be so angry. Yeah. I mean, really, it depends on the couple. And I want the dips. So. Yes. Ideally, snacks and these love. These Yeah, exactly. Time. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> love and dips. <laughs> love and dips. <laughs> it's also the title of my cooking memoir. <laughs> I would read the heck out of that. All right, so the next day, Marianne and Eloise take their usual walk on the beach and make out for the first time. And then they go back to the now very sexually charged bedroom slash artist studio and do it. <laughs> but there's no time for a leisurely brunch in bed the next morning because it's Sophie's date with the abortionist. And Marianne and Eloise have already offered to go with her, like the good supportive gay moms they are. Uh, but then later that night, Eloise and Sophie reenact the abortion scene so Marianne can paint it. And that's deeply weird. It is very weird. It's very yes. weird. Yeah, it's very weird. I, yeah, wasn't sure how to feel about that. <clears throat> With only a day or two left before deadline, Marianne and Eloise finish the painting between rounds of fucking and doing drugs. And then time's up. <laughs> the Countess returns. Marianne is sent on her way and our lovers never meet again. <laughs> Uh, and just like that, when devastation somehow isn't enough for us, we have two little coda moments. One in which Marianne is at a gallery to present her art and sees a portrait of Eloise holding a book in a very lesbian manner. Uh, and the second, when Marianne sees Eloise across a room at a Vivaldi concert. So, not only did these two crazy kids never actually meet again after their whirlwind five-day romance... They spend the rest of their lives obsessively pining for each other in secret. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> but I do, I do love. The end. Yes. Thank you very much. Good summary. Thank you. I, I do love, I mean, the painting of Eloise at the end with the book 
also has her with a child. Yeah. So we know, like, okay, the marriage has gone ahead. She has a kid. Yeah. But her fingers in the page on page twenty. She's fingering the. She's fingering the page with her her. With her photo. naked yeah. lover's painting on it, so it's so like if you know, you know, and it's you know, it's it's kind of turning this this portrait that is meant to show her like family stability family stability doing a little a little wink and a nudge to Mm. her her lover which i loved i mean it's great but it's also terrible oh it's terrible it's It's so 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 terrible but it's also i think if i were marianne and i saw that i would be like oh she remembers me Mm -hmm. she didn't just run away and get married and forget about me yeah and even like she has this this child who is I don't know like eight yeah I don't <laughs> know kids yeah yeah not an adult yeah um <laughs> somewhere between zero and eighteen <laughs> and 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 yeah like I think in that in that respect there is it, there's a lot of pathos in that in that um you know it's like you're looking at something you can't have but also looking at at something that is enduring mm-hmm. right and it's marking it that that page 28 seems insin- insignificant to everyone else yeah but it is forever on that on that canvas as a marker of their relationship as well yeah and yeah i like that history or that that yeah that marker of the event mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah i don't know i feel like i mean it's that's lovely but also just i just I just feel so beaten down thinking about, <laughs> oh man, how they're just living separate lives and wanting each other still. It's true. But I think I feel worse for Eloise because she doesn't see a painting of Marianne and she doesn't see Marianne at the Vivaldi concert. Well, this is the thing. These are like these are like communication methods that are sort mm-hmm. of going past each other. They're one-sided, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're just sort of like calls into the void. Yeah. Um, but there's something so romantic about that. I mean, it's it's so horrible and so sad, but it's like they're still they know they love each other. Yeah. But yeah, it would be much better if they were able to stay together forever and ever. But, or if they could just be like, yeah, that was a great five days. I'm gonna go off with my new lover and we'll have like a lovely time and we'll be yeah. happy forever. I just want people to be happy. Or run into each other at the farmer's market. Yeah, I just yeah. want them to, like, hot gays to be happy together. <laughs> and if they can't be happy together, find other people to be happy with. And, yeah, that's, that's what I want. I don't want... See, this is the thing. I think maybe I'm just, like, maybe not a romantic. But I don't want lifelong pining. <laughs> lifelong pining sounds like sadness. True. That sadness is no good. I think you are the not lifelong pining type. I am not. No. (sighs) I just want to have nice things. It's true. But also, no one does like like longing and angst like lesbians. (laughs) I mean, queers in general have it down pat. Um, it is it is both our our cultural heritage and our and our burden. But like, yeah, my God, like the lesbian the lesbian angle of of pining is just like a whole nother level mm-hmm. and uh yeah yeah weighted yeah well and i think especially here when we like when we learn that um that heloise and marianne have this interaction and eloise asks 
Marianne if she's known love before, and Marianne says yes, mm-hmm. and Eloise is really curious, right? She's never had sex, and she doesn't She's like, know. What, is it, what does it feel what like? What does it feel like? And then at the end, we learn that Marianne said she'd, she'd known love because she was in love with Eloise at that time. So they're both trying to figure out what love is in the midst of understanding heartbreak. And it's just so poignant mm-hmm. because it's you learn that that they're they're both they don't know what's going on either they just yeah. know that they feel this this closeness this attraction to one another and that nobody else understands them mm-hmm. they're very clear and they they fight about this that mm-hmm. that they they don't understand one another but it's like no no we do understand each other and it's even even you know, Sophie's in the mix, but Sophie remains quite separate. Mm-hmm. And there's not, I mean, maybe she knows what's going on, maybe she doesn't, but it's kind of not even a thing. Yeah. But yeah, I really appreciated that about their their relationship, that they're both kind of figuring out love together. Mm-hmm. I'm Okay, I'm trying to figure out why this movie has such emotional resonance. For me, because, okay, so, like, to sort of undo a lot of what I what I said during the plot summary, like, I find this movie incredibly moving. Mm. Um, and even, even, yes, even the singing at the party. <laughs> I cry every time. Oh, yeah. Um, it is, it is, it is beautiful. And it also has this, like, like, the moment where Eloise is, is on the other side of the fire and it looks like she's coming out of the fire mm-hmm. and then it sort of like sort of shifts her away from the fire but the fire's still on her and then she sort of looks down at it and then back up at Mary Ann before sort of falling down and like it like it has like this this like otherworldly like mm-hmm. suspended moment quality to it and yeah so much like i i was trying to like figure out because so many moments in this movie feel cheesy to recap to Mm -hmm. even be like oh yeah when marianne first sees the old painting of eloise and she holds up a candle to it and the candle like lights essentially like like eloise's heart on fire fire. it's like oh yeah all right okay well but but at the moment it's like like it's like has this yeah like like mm. mythic quality and it doesn't feel corny when you're seeing it no not at all it feels resonant and beautiful and I, i'm trying to figure out <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a neat trick i don't know how she did it yeah i don't either like i think the thing that that comes to mind right away is that all of the actors in this movie play sincerity so well mm-hmm. and i think they're, they're sincerity um, and not saccharine and not, sentimentality. Yes, exactly. I think I think there's a big distinction between the two. This movie is not for all of its the longing and the the heartbreak and the the wistfulness. I don't think it's sentimental, Mm-mm. but it is sincere. Mm-hmm. And I think Marianne is she's so earnest in wanting to get close to Eloise and wanting to get to know Eloise. But she's also a little bit afraid of Eloise. Because Eloise is the, like, angriest blonde I've ever seen. Well, yeah, and she has, like, class power over her as well. Um, 
and and she's dealing with grief too like Eloise mm -hmm. is she has to marry this dude because her sister maybe did maybe didn't kill herself yeah um, yeah her sister was like lined up to marry this dude yeah and and, and then kind her of sister died unexpectedly by suspicious circumstances falling slash jumping off the cliff yeah and, and she i think she leaves a note at one point that just says i'm sorry yeah so and eloise didn't know what she was sorry for and this is what she's sorry for yeah. so eloise is kind of in this difficult position where she has to marry the guy who was supposed to marry her sister and she doesn't want to yeah and she's mad about it as anybody would be and and this is what marianne's coming into and so when Eloise's mom is like, you have to be friends with Eloise now, it's not clear that Eloise wants a friend. And so it's it's very, it, that's tenuous. And also the idea of having to paint someone's portrait on the sly. Without actually like having them there. <laughs> yeah. But I think too, when she's, when she's kind of hanging around Eloise and making her sneaky little sketches, She's falling in love with her, mm -hmm. right? Because you're looking at, at really specific parts of a person and how they comport themselves and how they, you know, what they do, how they look against backdrops. And, and yeah, it would, be, it would be difficult not to feel some sort of intimate connection there. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, lighting the portrait on fire... Um, I don't know. Part of me is not convinced it was fully an accident. <laughs> but Oh, really? Well, I just feel like, you know, they work with candles all the time. Candles are not a novelty. You know not to get close to something with a candle. Yeah. Like, amateur. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of feel amateur like... candle hour. Like, what would happen if I just move a little bit closer mm -hmm. and a little bit closer and... Oops. Because <laughs> then it's in the fireplace. Like, mm -hmm. it's, she doesn't try to put it out. Yeah. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I'm st I'm still wrestling with with the emotionality of it. Mm -hmm. I think I think maybe another thing that that goes to explain why I buy this m movie and sort of the effect that, that these people have on each other is that they're already there to do like a specific thing. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, the initially like the intensity with which Marianne looks at Eloise is is like professional. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it isn't like I mean in other LPDs where it looks like, you know, they're staring at each other for no reason. Like they've just sort of been pole axed. Um and and this one has like like really specific intentionality behind it. Um and then that grows into longing. Mm. Um and 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 yeah, so there there's this really interesting interplay between like you know, the dialogue of observing and being observed mm -hmm. and and what its purpose is and it like like how it can be a creative thing. Mm -hmm. And then from that it, it sort of blossoms into something more. But even when they're so like I read somewhere that that um, the director was talking about how she wanted this movie to be a, a, about the process of sort of co-creation, hmm. how Eloise becomes, you know, not a passive muse, like she is as involved 
in sort of the generation of this art by the end. She even paints a little bit of it, doesn't mm-hmm, she? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that makes me think of of sort of like backing up a little bit and looking at the 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 friendships in this movie as mm-hmm. well and how um how Marianne's painting is is documentary as well and I think that's why the she paints the abortion mm. because it it is this sort of she's documenting it it's something that really cements their friendship just like, you know, she at one point she gets up and she has cramps and Sophie helps her, mm-hmm. gets, you know, a compress for her. And um, Sophie is, they're, they're openly talking about periods and they're talking about their bodies and just what a, what a pain in the ass it is yeah. <laughs> to have cramps. And then we get to know that Sophie is pregnant and she doesn't want to be. And, and they, you know, they help her with home remedies and then they offer it a accompany her and these things are um they're so collaborative and so like even though marianne and eloise have their relationship there's never a moment when it feels like they don't care about sophie oh no yeah like they're the friendship amongst the three of them is so lovely and i i love that that we get to see their relationship as well and document that even Mm -hmm. I mean, even the intimacy of friendship when Eloise is standing in for the abortionist and she's actually like has her hand between Sophie's legs in the mm-hmm. painting. Mm-hmm. It seems really awkward, but at the same time, like how else to document these milestones in a friendship? That's a big, mm-hmm. that's a, you don't ask just anyone <laughs> to help you with your abortion, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an intimate thing. It's, it's similarly intimate i think to to a sexual relationship right you really mm-hmm. get to know someone you get to know how their body works what's happening with it mm-hmm. somebody um somebody's emotional needs mm-hmm. all of that stuff like i think we get to see a bunch of different relationships in this movie documented through the medium of painting mm-hmm. yeah i love that i love i love the relationship with Sophie mm-hmm. um, because initially it seems like, and, and how that little triangle just sorts of keep, like keeps, keeps shifting and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, like initially it seems like, like Sophie and Marianne are going to be sort of like pals because like Eloise is like, you know, the, the fancy countess's daughter <laughs> yeah. and they're sort of like gossiping about her um, in the kitchen when Marianne first arrives and then yeah and then and then things just like that beautiful like five day stretch when the countess is gone and it's just the three of them in the house and and you see just like them fall into this beautiful pace of life where they're like they're all just like doing stuff around the house like Sophie isn't like the maid yeah like like Eloise does like cooking and you know Marianne is also doing stuff and and Sophie's sitting embroidering and like it's mm-hmm. it's you know it it feels very collaborative and, yeah. and like they're building a life together yes totally like it feels like if if Marianne and Eloise were to have a life together Sophie would be part of that life mm-hmm. like it's almost like 
a, a given that the three of them would live together. Um, they just seem so, yeah, they're such a collective. Mm-hmm. I think also, <laughs> thinking about this now, um, the sort of timeless suspension of that like five days it's weird to it's wild to me to think about that like oh this this is only the span of like a week essentially mm-hmm. um because the 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 time that those three spend together in particular feels like much longer like it yeah. feels like like there's like the, this weird um you know extension mm-hmm. um and i'm also trying to like not view this through the lens of having just been through a pandemic but this was actually like kind of um a little bit in my my my, you know mental wallpaper because this was the last movie i saw in theaters before everything shut down oh yeah so i like when i think about it now i like always think about it as like a pandemic movie even though it isn't right but so much of it feels like that particularly like this this small sort of like set apart um, manor house and mm-hmm. these three women just like doing very small tasks repetitively. Yeah, they're essentially isolating together. They also have weird like wind masks. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and let me tell you, the internet made a whole thing about you know post post pandemic the like removal of masks to make out um <laughs> scene that was a real thing. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean, it would have been weird if they started making out with scarves over their mouths. Well, yes, this is true. Yeah. Not ideal. I mean, I've never tried it, but... Although, I mean, that just makes me think of um, another very weird, possibly lesbian TV show, Pushing Daisies, <laughs> where the two leads make out through cling wrap, so... Oh, that's... I mean, whatever. No king shit. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah, yeah. very good. You were about to. <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh. it's nice. <laughs> Maybe it's nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Mandy Elliott, broad-minded <laughs> as ever. <laughs> I do try. Thank you, thank you. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what's the significance of the green dress? Yeah, I have been thinking about that. I mean, <laughs> I immediately I think of like green envy. There's some jealousy, but that seems too too simple. Mm. Like really, what struck me on this watch is that the green dress. So two main colors stand out to me mm-hmm. besides fire. Um, it's the <laughs> fire's the, a color. Well, that's the thing. It's not, but it's it stands out. Right? Okay. But, so fire colors. But also, the the green, the blue of the ocean. Yeah. It's like this jewel-toned, sapphire blue. And then It this, doesn't seem real. This it's emerald so green dress. And both of these seem, I don't know, they seem like, like poles, almost. Uh, and then everything else in the chateau is, is muted and, and so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and juxtaposed with the outside where you have the beach and the grass and it's all sort of beiges mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah these these two things give us the most vivid color I mean Marianne mm-hmm. has a red wool dress but it's even sort of muted yeah yeah compared to to 
the green dress mm-hmm. and the and the ocean and I just I've been trying to make something of it and I I don't have anything concrete but I I also love the Marianne puts on the dress mm-hmm. at one point it's, and Sophie does too so and, all three yeah of them. all three of them do and it's just what begins as something of a of a an intimidating look at class becomes nothing more than a costume yeah like a wife suit kind of yeah it sort of becomes like almost drained of its significance because they all wear it yeah and are just like oh this is what i do like it's like it's like dressing for a job yeah and even watching there are close-ups of of marianne kind of putting the finishing touches on the dress Mm -hmm. and you see the brush strokes and you see like it's almost like like giving the dress wrinkles and and like painting on it like it's it's almost like making it into something that it's not yeah 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 yeah. like it seems like such a a a dress for sitting for a painting that's its main function and and it's like so it doesn't actually seem like a piece of clothing yes it seems like an object on its own like an object on its own and marianne turns it into this this art piece that sets off the rest of Eloise, her her gestures, her her hand over hand, her beauty, mm-hmm. like everything. Um, I mean, she could be wearing anything or nothing, and mm-hmm. she would still look beautiful. But in, it's like the dress is meant to make her look attractive, mm-hmm. and it's not. It doesn't need to. <laughs> it's almost like um, the dress is like a distancing mechanism. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's meant to be fancy, it's meant to be attractive, it's meant to be really appealing and alluring for this dude Milan um to then propose. Uh but it isn't like it's not Eloise and yeah. and so in some ways like while Marianne is you know facilitating this eventual marriage proposal by painting this she's also kind of like shielding eloise there's mm. sort of like a like yeah but he's not gonna know you or yeah. like this isn't like this isn't you this isn't you this is like the you for him mm-hmm. this is what your mother wants you to be mm-hmm. this is yeah yeah and i think especially once they become lovers mm-hmm. I mean, that dress is so extravagant and so, um, yeah, like, the, the dress is meant to make her look the part of being this, this wife and this mother, and yet Marianne knows her without any of that, mm-hmm. and, and it's something that seems to be just for them, even to the point where Marianne is sketching her and, and then sketching herself. So it's like they can see each other without clothes on and picture each other without clothes on. And and that's just for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although even with that, there's like a weird sort of like... Re- <sighs> yeah, art functions so weird in this where it's, it's like there's sort of like a replaceability mm. where the art sort of takes over and becomes maybe the thing itself. So when um, 
Marianne is sketching a little miniature of Eloise when they're in bed together. Eloise says something like, um, something like, it'll, like, oh, that's great, but, like, you know, eventually when you think of me, mm. this is what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll see her when you think of me. Yes. Um, so the portrait then starts to replace the real thing, or, like, mm. her memory starts to replace the reality of her. Yeah. Which ties into the whole, like, Orpheus and Eurydice, like, mm-hmm. motif that runs throughout as well. Yeah. Their, their argument about how, you know, Orpheus sacrificed, like, a chance, a second chance with Eurydice so that he could just have a memory of her instead. Yeah, well, and there's there's the debate over whether whether or not Orpheus meant to, mm. right? Because there's the movie presents there's there's the argument that Orpheus looked back because he couldn't wait to see Eurydice, and then, or that Orpheus looked back knowing that the memory would be better than the real thing, mm-hmm. and and so I think we're right, asked to the grapple tension. with that. In, in the movie between between Eloise and, and Marianne as well. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if that's why. Like, so I was really struck in the beginning when we see the portrait of a lady on fire. Eloise is so small in the frame. Like, so small. You can't tell it's her. It's just a, a woman um, in, this, in this landscape and you can tell her dress is on fire, but there's, you can't tell it's her. And I wonder if that is so that that painting won't replace oh. Eloise. In Marianne's mind, it's, an em- it's a document of what happened, and it's a memory, but it's not her face. Like, it's not, it can never be mistaken for her. Oh, face. I love that idea. Right, yeah. So in, in, in that way, it is, it is just sort of, I mean, making it closer or, or making the actual experience nearer rather than becoming sort of like the thing itself like like the experience yeah like i like i really see marianne as a as a documenter right like she paints portraits she paints her her friend's abortion she paints um little bits and pieces of of the day and what's happening and i think that this this portrait well it means so much to her because she knows it's eloise it's also just a document of a moment in time that she experienced, mm-hmm. um, which can be, I mean, she knows it's Eloise, but it can also be separate from Eloise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, this is uh, going into my quiz time question, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it forward because I want to talk about it now. Okay. Um, I feel like there's enough weirdness in this movie that we can sort of question the idea of of a time continuum. Mm. And okay, hear me out. Okay. So, final scene or like one of the final the final scene when Marianne is about to leave and she sees Eloise wearing this like giant wedding nightie that her mom just got for her. Mm-hmm. 
but that moment she's been actually seeing echo backwards throughout the movie yes so what do we make of that yeah it's it's wild right because so so at least twice marianne just kind of look turns to the side and there's no one there and then all of a sudden it's it's like a like a projection of eloise in this big billowy white like she looks like like a a grumpy angel she looks like an angel or a ghost or Mm -hmm. something ethereal yeah and then in the before right before marianne leaves uh we see eloise in a room with her mother her mother's just given her this this thing and we're all like <gasps> what? <laughs> well, and it's also made very clear that like this is literally what the countess has just brought by. Like, yeah, like it's she brand went away. New. She like when she got it on her five day trip, she's brought it back now. So this wasn't kicking around in the closet, and Eloise hasn't been having a fun spooky time like scaring Marianne in it hallways. Would be fun, though. Yeah. But yeah, well, and and yeah, I, I mean, to me, I read it as as this sort of. this this sort of pre-haunting or something where because when she sees the projection of Eloise Eloise does not look happy like she looks almost startled yeah or or uncomfortable i mean i feel like she looks exactly like she looks the moment Marianne leaves like the mm-hmm. moment she runs down the stairs mm-hmm. and says turn around echoing again the like like orpheus moment yeah um and it's and it's that moment where she's like unhappy and you know yeah yeah i i honestly don't know if the movie's trying to trying to say like jk it's all happening all over again and we're in this feedback oh no i don't think yeah, or, no it's not a, like <laughs> but i but i think too it's it's there's something about it being a nightgown too and how again that's an intimate thing that yeah. marianne gets to see first even in her imagination yeah um and then to have that confirmed it's it's I mean, that's the last thing she sees before she sees her at the concert mm-hmm. from far, far away. And it's been years. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, so maybe this is like too hammy of a conspiracy theory, but I, I was um, wondering then if this was a memory and, and sort of like mm. triggered by um seeing the portrait so she is like literally entering into that that documented object and and sort of re-inhabiting herself you know mm. so sort of so, and now this memory is is sort of like um you know contains the echoes of what will come hmm but i don't know if that holds up yeah, I'm even. I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around right? it actually right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I wish I could say more about yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just a conspiracy. I mean, and I don't know if that like does anything. It was just like oh, a, a a weird thing that I kept snagging on this watch mm-hmm. and. And and kept being like, oh man, like what like what is that? Like what's going on there? Yeah, like all I can say is it kind of reminds me of um in the series of um 
the Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. the Bent Neck Lady, mm-hmm. where, have you seen it? Are you obsessed with the Bent Neck Lady? I'm obsessed you, with the Bent Neck Lady. You brought her up so because, much. Because this little girl has nightmares and sees this Bent Neck Lady at the foot of her bed. Uh-huh. And it turns out this Bent Neck Lady is her. Yeah. As an adult. And it's it's like, oh, it's like a premonition almost. And so is is Marianne having these premonitions? Is she... Is she so afraid of the future that she's seeing this? Is is but how Eloise is she seeing it so exactly? Projecting yeah. herself, like I don't. Yeah, it's so. How is she seeing it so exactly? I don't know. And that exact dress, yeah. I think is the thing that like, like keeps coming back to. Like Eloise is a ghost, and she's haunting her. I past. knew it. That's that's the yes. only thing I can think of. Yep. Yep. Has Classic. Okay. <laughs> One and done. I'll shut up about the bent neck lady now. <laughs> no, you don't have to. It's fun. I love her. I think she's fascinating. And I scary. mean, I I thought the Haunting of Hill House series was fine. I prefer the movie and also the oh, book yeah. above all else. Of course. Um but yes, the bent neck lady was cool. I love it. Weird and strange. You know I love weird and strange things. Oh yeah. Um can we talk about the interplay between exchange and and movement and like physical autonomy? Sure. In this movie. Um I just wanted to say that I kind of um another thing I noticed on this in this watch was um how how there's so much sort of like replacing mm-hmm. of of individuals so like Marianne is there to replace another painter. Ooh. But then she's also like kind of replacing her father who painted the countess and she's going to replace her father at the family business later on Mm -hmm. and uh, eloise is replacing her sister and also kind of her mom um and then her mom leaves so that marianne can stay longer uh, but marianne arrives so that eloise can start going out for walks because she's been trapped indoors um but then marianne stays to paint eloise which leads Sort of like eventually to Eloise's containment in the longer term, but in the short term means that she can go out and walk by herself for the first time, like seemingly ever in her life. Mm. Um, and then also just sort of the replacement and interchangeability of like the three women in the green dress, um, sort of like overlaid. Yeah, I love all that. in this one painting. I had not thought of that. That's great. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, it it taught it it speaks more to the that group effort that collaboration that we see in mm-hmm. the relationships like yeah it's all it's interchangeable it's mm-hmm. it's fluid um and it's also you know everything is kind of a, a matter of happenstance mm-hmm. right like they come together it's not really so much a meet cute as as just you know yeah like other people have fucked them over so they're yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i i think it's yeah. I do like the intricate dance though of, mm-hmm. of 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 how all of these things like like this person leaves so this person does this thing and like you know all of this overlaid. Yeah. Well, that that kind of makes me think of something semi-related, I think. And that's when Marianne first gets to the the chateau um and she's you know eating and and making herself at home. There's a really lovely scene when she's sitting in front of the fire just completely naked smoking her pipe with her knees drawn up and she's just 
in her own skin. Like, it's so, I mean, who wouldn't want to be naked smoking in front of a fire? Seems great. But in the next shot, um, where is it now? There's a jump cut to her opening her canvas. So she's Mm. naked and then jump cut time to paint. And it just Mm. seems like her vulnerability and comfort Mm. in her own skin yeah sort of goes with this canvas isn't there a a shot where she's then like back in front of the fire and there's the two canvases on either side of her yeah so she's sandwiched in between the two Mm -hmm. one of which will become Eloise's like official portrait and the other one which will become the lady on fire portrait yeah presumably yeah, and and so I I think there's something to be said there for sort of putting putting herself on that canvas somehow or imbuing that canvas with mm-hmm. her own vulnerability and confidence and and you know, undressedness, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it just seems such a such an intentional juxtaposition of that and i also love yeah the like casual the casual nudity mm-hmm. throughout that's like not sexualized totally um there's so many moments where it's just like oh there's some pubes or like whatever and it's just mm-hmm. and it's just like someone just like rolling over in bed and there's like not a like ooh how titillating it's just like yeah. oh yeah people are comfortable yeah nothing has been done to to make the boob Mm-hmm. extra <laughs> you know it's, yeah it's just yeah people lying in bed and i think that's that's where i i kind of thought of the use of the female gaze as a as a way of of getting rid of this sort of like male-centered or hetero-centered look at bodies these are people who just woke up they've mm-hmm. been in bed you know they're not going to look perfect if you have breasts, you know that they just go everywhere. They wander in the <laughs> they night. They wander in the night. You find them in your armpits. You find them everywhere. So it's it's just, you know, when you wake up, you're not like, oh no, how's my cleavage? It's it's you know, it's it's natural. And and I think I really appreciate the ways in which or the efforts that were made to make. Not only the relationships, but the people in this film, just so so natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a movie that I want to live in. Yeah, this oh. is a movie that I want to like. I want to be with all three of those ladies mm-hmm. as they're just like you know making dinner, playing cards in the evening, mm-hmm. reading. Like I like I want to live this life. Yeah, yeah, and there's no um. There's no sense that Eloise is to be pitied, per se. There's no sense that Marianne is less than, or Sophie is less than. Like, it's it's just a real... The friendship is real and not conditional based mm-hmm. on social class or standing or position. It's, it's really... Yeah, like, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that plus all those muted vignette shots of... Just the kitchen and the fire and bread and cheese and wine and just oh 
Like, I cannot say enough how sumptuous this movie looks. Oh, it's just delicious. It is, it is so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think this is maybe another thing that, like, ties in to, back to what we were saying about, about, like, how this feels sort of emotionally true um, because it's sincere, not sentimental. There's also no self-pity. Right. Yeah. And And that, I think, also sort of sets it apart from a bunch of other like lesbian period dramas in particular where it's a lot of like oh well is us we're you know the saddest people and so like whatever mm-hmm. whatever like and sure there's basis for that it's like a hard fucking time but like not a trace of that is in this movie right well and especially i think at the end when we see marianne um talking to her student right who may or may not be in a relationship with her. I don't know. Um, I kind of thought that was a bit ambiguous. Oh! Yeah. I didn't see that at all. Okay. Oh. Well, I just, I mean, I'm like, oh, why is Look she at there? You why seeing... is she hanging around? Oh. I, you know, why not? So, <laughs> but, but, yeah, you really get the sense that Marianne has, has mourned, but is also so happy that it, that that relationship existed. And she's now living in that in that happiness of, um, you know, well, at least it happened or mm-hmm. had it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, which was so refreshing because it's like two things can be true at once. You can be sad that something's over and happy that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And no one dies. And no one dies. What a, what a notion. What a concept. Incredible. <sighs> Amazing. What were your moments of joy? Um... Oh, one of my moments of joy was. I mean, this isn't a funny movie, but like pure, like I guess joy and like joy. I when Marianne tells Eloise that she knew love, that she said she knew love because she had seen Eloise. I just melted. Like I was just like, yes. Like if somebody said that to you, it would like, like that would be it. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Oh. It is great. Mm-hmm. Um I also love when they talk about periods and underwear and just like the normal everyday stuff. And Sophie makes her like a uh, like a heating pad essentially. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, love it. Yes. I also enjoyed seeing um the home the home remedies. That Sophie was undertaking, including somehow hanging herself from the ceiling. <laughs> I wasn't clear what was going on there, but she falls down at some point. It's so weird. <laughs> I wasn't sure either. No, I really meant to look into these, these, um, the things she goes through because I think they, they look so terrible. Yeah. So she has to like run back and forth until she basically drops. In sand. In sand. Which is not easy. And then she drinks some swamp water. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think was supposed to be a tea, but Marianne did a bad job making it. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't look great. And then, like, and then she... hangs herself. Yeah, it sort of, like, swings from... She was probably, like, swinging from a rafter Like, or hoping that gravity would just... Just, like, pull the baby in. Yeah. And then, when she gets her abortion, some... Like... I also wanted to know what was going on there. steaming hot something being put up it there. It's like, it's and... like a hot paste. Yeah, no thanks. And I was like, what? <laughs> No. I mean, no. No. <laughs> no. No. No, thank you. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> the 
think that's fascinating and I'd love to know more. <laughs> okay. What's in the hot face? Also, what's in the drug that they take? Yeah. What was that drug? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it would have been. I don't know. Because it's like also a paste. Yeah. And they just put it like. And they apply it like. On their armpit. Yeah. Yeah. Marianne puts it in her armpit. So it has to be. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. (laughs) What drug is applied to armpits? Done drugs via armpit before. (laughs) Oh, man. Mine were very like. Mine were both just like just like visually just sort of like oh mm, mm, delicious. Mm. Um, one of them was the scene. It's a silent scene where it's all three women are sort of lined up in the kitchen, like a like a beautiful little tableau. It's like Sophie sitting on the far right embroidering, and then Marianne comes yeah. in, gets the glasses for wine, starts pouring wine, and then Eloise comes on her left. Or the on the left of the screen and starts like cooking and tossing things in. And it's just this beautiful, like they're each doing their own thing and then also taking care of themselves while separate and look just like yes. silent. It's so beautiful. Oh. It's so lovely. Um and I like rewound it like three times just to like watch it. Because it's yeah. beautiful and it's also just like a moment of like silent care. Um oh. Delightful to behold, um, and then another another moment was was during the the project abortion uh, montage where they're all looking for this herb to put in that tea, mm. um, and at first all you see is just sort of like the waving like you know grasses in the wind, and then all three of their heads pop up at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I also visually was like, ooh, tuh, so satisfying. So and so such a silly little moment. Yeah. Um, in a movie that isn't very funny at all, but it was just like, oh, visual humor. Love mm-hmm. it. I also had a moment of frustration. Oh, do you tell. Every single motherfucker in this movie takes off their coat and drops it on the ground. <laughs> yes, that is true. No one hangs it up. No one even drapes it over a table. People take off their coats, toss it on the ground. Can't. I. Every. <sighs> Maybe they they do not have a coat rack. Even so, they cannot put it over a, obtain a one table. For love put no it money. on a on a bench. Put it on something else. Those <laughs> grounds are filthy. That's true. My God. Every time, every time. So then it was like like a like a twitch in my eye that was starting to form every time they did that. I was like oh my God, again, again. Charlie demands organization. <laughs> Tidiness. Take care of your coat, people. <laughs> um, do you have any movie connections? I mean, we talked about loads of movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, loads of loads of movies. See before all the all the lesbian movies we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will also say there is a very hilarious um, uh, SNL skit called Lesbian Period Drama. Mm-hmm. Um, that I would recommend everyone watch because it is quite funny and everyone watch lesbian period dramas or just watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire over and over again until you die because it's that perfect. Yep, yep, yep. Do you want a, a short quiz time? <laughs> sure. I, fe- I like how I've sort of forced you into this now. That's true. I, I encourage you also to bring questions for me. I don't want to be <laughs> the only one forcing you to answer questions that may or may not be real. Okay. Well, I noted. Next time. Uh, how heavy do you think that soaked wool dress was? Oh, so heavy. 
Like, I mean, I think on its own that dress would have weighed. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. Dry, like, dry that dress would have weighed a whole bunch. Yeah. Like, it's a wool dress, two-piece dress with corset, with bustle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It would have been, I don't know, 10 pounds? How many corgis do you think it would have weighed? <laughs> I think it would have weighed approximately... Dry or wet? Mm, wet. Like 10 full-size corgis. But the corgis are dry. Yes. Okay. All right. Not soaking wet corgis. No. So, how many corgis? 10. 10 corgis on her body. All right. All right. Yeah, that's very heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. Yeah. Uh, second question. Mm-hmm. Should there be a triathlon-type fitness challenge in which people have to swim in wool dresses and then carry heavy, large boxes up a rocky hill? Yes. And also... What would the third challenge be? So the you're third... swimming in a wool dress, and then you're wearing that wool dress, and you're carrying a large box up a hill. Yes. Then the third challenge would be going back down the hill and smacking the guy who just leaves your stuff on the <laughs> beach and expects you in your sodden dress to walk up a hill with all of your stuff. I couldn't believe it. It's like, this guy... <laughs> Okay, so it's a it's feeling. A, it's a conflict. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a revenge a, a, game. A light round of boxing. Yes, yeah. Boxing is fair. Then he can defend himself if he can. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he seemed like a like a shrimpy dude, so. so yeah, he, he could, could probably, barely yeah. lift her, her canvases. Yeah, it's true. I was also thinking that potentially the third round, less vindictively, could be um, you have to draw your lover from memory. Oh, that's a good one. You know, there aren't, aren't very many um, art-based fitness yes. challenges. Put arts in the sports. Yeah, put arts in the sports. This is, yes, this is what I think. Put arts in the sports. <laughs> this is... <laughs> It's like every halftime uh, in a soccer game, you have to come up with a poem. Oh, no. While you're running up and down the field, you're quoting <laughs> poems. Can you imagine how fascinating NFL would be? Yeah. If, if the footballers were, like, quoting Blake while they were... I would be much more interested. S- same. Yeah. 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 <sighs> well, all right. All right. Okay, last question. Are Marianne and Eloise vampires? Probably. They don't age. This explains the ghost dress. It also explains the ghost dress. And they don't age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're very pale. They are very pale. Yeah. But they don't see the sun a whole lot. No, they do go out during the day. Yeah, but it's cloudy most of the time. And they also wear, like, weird scarf things over their face. That's true. That didn't seem to have a clear purpose. And we don't know for sure that they're drinking wine. We don't know for sure. So I say it's not a no. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Good enough. Yeah. (sighs) In summation, what did we learn? And juiciest bits, juiciest butts. Well, first of all, I learned that um, Eloise, the actress playing Eloise, was, um, was the director's ex that she cast anyway because can she you thought imagine she'd be how amazing. Like, yeah yeah and she's amazing and everything is great and i'm like well this would never happen in a hetero relationship so god no no, no. you don't like hanging around with her actors 
you know, and, and she, oh yeah, yeah, lesbians have a different relationship. Um, she has also been in, the actress who plays Eloise uh, has actually been in, I think, four now of that director's movies. Mm. Um, so she's sort of like a reoccurring yeah, she's great. character. Um, I learned that, um, that I should aspire to smoke a pipe naked in front of the fire Ugh. at least once in my life. For real. And then go downstairs and like pound some cheese and bread. Uh-huh. hundred percent. And then when you're caught by the maid, <laughs> be like. That's my ideal day. <laughs> be like, oh no, I don't have any excuse for this. Also give me wine. Yeah. I am hungry. I would like wine. <laughs> I require wine. Yes. The yeah. juiciest butts I thought was going to be easy because I was like, loads of sex. This is going to be great. We're going to get some prime mm. ass butts. We did not get butts. No butts. We got full frontal. We got no butts. Yeah, it's true. And then when they like, and then otherwise they're in these giant ass dresses. It's true. I mean, once the, again, butts have failed us. Butts have failed us. Although, I mean, those giant ass dresses do have bustles. So the butt is, mm. is presumed. Yeah, I don't care about presumptions of butts. No. I want real ass butts. Real ass butts. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I almost have to give it to to Marianne for her wet dress swimming capabilities. Um, but then again, um, Heloise sits on hers yeah. for a, a long old time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. Tricky. It's hard to say. Maybe Tricky. Sophie... Because she actually does all the work around there usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's Maybe. it's a real toss up. Or the countess. I mean, here's the thing, we just don't know. We just don't know. We don't have yeah. enough information we, after this we whole movie. We don't have evidence. Yeah. <sighs> I I I truly feel let down. Mm. And I feel angry about it. This would not. Letter. This would not happen if a man had directed this. Movie. <laughs> Absolutely not. This outrage. It would be. Would chock not be full stood for. It would. Chuck a block with butts. <laughs> uh, and see, and perkier boobs. This is why patriarchy is necessary. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. But not from me. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the context of butts. Okay, fair. Yeah. Mm, yeah. A little caveat. All right. Well, that was that. That was that. <laughs> what a good movie. I love this movie so much. Me too. I would happily watch it again tomorrow, even though it's two hours long. It's <laughs> true. Which is 30 minutes longer than your preferred length. Than it should movie. be, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would you cut? Well, this is the thing. I was thinking about it. And, like, so much of this movie is silent. It's lingering. It's, it's contemplative. But I actually wouldn't cut any of it. Like, right. it's, it's all just, like, like I said, I want to live in this movie. So I, I, want, I want more of it rather than less. Totally. I would, I would be happy if this movie was three hours long. Oh, my. Heavens. <laughs> Heavens. Um, I would be happy if this movie were, uh, like the length of the PNP miniseries, and I would watch it even then. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's how much I love this movie. <laughs> Definitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I've been Charlie. I've been Mandy, and this has been the juiciest bits.
podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.